Broadcasting live from the Mission District in San Francisco, California, it's Beat the Game on BFF.FM. I, I pressed the button, man. Yeah. But I, it I, just it didn't click. I totally believe you. I, I believe you a lot. It's Beat the Game. Beat the Game. On BFF.FM. It's actually kind of a fitting intro, because we're doing kind of a chill stream today. Yeah, today's like the housekeeping episode. Yeah, it's a catch-up. I was thinking about calling it catch-up on uh, when I was entering the information for the show. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm not going to remember what that's that means in like <laughs> in like a couple of weeks. So then I was going to call it civilization and its discontents. <laughs> but I was like, one, that's pretentious, and two, that doesn't actually really encompass anything. Yeah. So I called it civilization et al. That works. Which is still pretentious, but not that pretentious, and it actually encapsulates some idea of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've so, also got. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so for our listeners who weren't part of the email that we traded uh, yesterday, we will be talking mostly about Civilization, a couple other throwback games, and uh, just kind of anything that's yeah. on our mind. We yeah, what we've been have playing a lately. New game today. Yeah, I've got. Well, there's been a lot of games coming out, and we've been talking about them. We're hoping to put on a big Firewatch episode soon. Yeah, and so. Uh, and so we kind of, and there's there's a there's there's kind of a lot of little stuff that we've been meaning to catch up on. There's some sort of esports stuff too, um, but it's interesting that we so we started talking about Civilization yesterday because I guess you've been playing some Civilization. What yeah, got you back in. I, I loaded it back on. I needed a game that wasn't full screen. I realized I'd taken Civ off when I first got Fallout, and uh, it's it's time again. I need something for that background. Take a turn every half hour or so. Oh, really? Like, is this like, this is like you're working and then you just like pop over? Yeah, or like you're on the conference call where everyone's doing the status checks and they roll off of you. Yeah. That's That's a really good idea. I mean, so I work, at my work, I have like a whole work set up. So I don't think I've ever had Steam on my work computer. Yeah, my, uh, I work from home and my desk has my personal PC right next to my office PC, so. I do have a cool setup where I just put my laptop in front of my computer and move my regular computer, my gaming computer's keyboard out of the way so I can work while I watch, like, streams Streams. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that's that's kind of a decent setup. And there's also, like, this really cool phone system that they have at my work where you can get your phone to show up as your work phone. So you can actually set up a home phone where it looks like you're in your office to everyone else. Yeah. So I might have to get that rolling and then I can just do a full time. One of my, one of my customers has one of those only no one ever got a desk phone. So they all were just issued headsets that plug into their laptops. Uh huh. So their work phone is their, um, laptops basically. Oh my gosh, are you interrupting our video game discussion show? She's not she's shaking her head. Uh, Amanda violently. the station manager just poked the boss her head in. just came in. Oh, do you ever watch uh, or do you ever watch um what's that movie uh, Private Parts? 
Uh, yeah, the Howard Stern one. Yeah, yeah, she's like the person that we're gonna harass, and she's gonna come screaming down the hall. She's the Paul Giamatti character. I felt this tingle, and I realized it was my baby sense. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you got the. Mo- we haven't mentioned that we also have a baby in the studio. We so. have a guest DJ Lily in the hizzy. Lily, where'd you get that? Lily, isn't that her name? No, no, sorry. But anyway. I what, mean, it, what is her name? Alex? Alexandra, yeah. yeah. But you know, Lily sounds good. Hi, Bumpy. All right, I just, so. I just lost about 200 friend points. It's cool. We have to gamify everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, maybe you can do a, like a, a, we could do like a roulette or something and you can get. Anyway, um, all right. <laughs> So anyway, so you so you got it loaded back on. So one thing that I was interested in, just for my edification, if nothing else, so we talked about how Civilization had like a big event last year, and I didn't really notice, or like I just noticed that everyone was talking about Civilization all of a sudden for a week, but I didn't really investigate further because I played a lot of Five when it came out. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize Five is actually six years old. It came out in 2010. Um, I'd been playing a lot of Four, which was kind of all all we had back in my day yeah. by cracky um i actually honestly i kind of like the mechanics of four better even after all these years of playing five uh but i think that five is a great game yeah i mean i obviously like it as i said to you i have a thousand sixty five hours played out you do yeah oh see you screwed me up because like i thought you said i did no. You were like, lol, I just logged into Steam, and, and I thought it, you said you have 1,065. No, no, no. And so then all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, I've played 1,000 hours of Civ. <laughs> I, and I mean, I have pl- probably played like 300 hours of Civ, but I, yeah. I was really... Now I have to go back and check what I actually have. Um, yeah, I mean, oh. well, when you think of it, that's only like 20 hours a week for a single year, so that's not Right, that and it's been out for six years, yeah. so that's only like uh, three hours a week. Three hours a week. Every single week. Since it came out. And, or, you know, one. if you also want to think about it in like a normal, normalizing kind of way, it's only like 40 entire days of your life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... So that's, that's only like a month, a little over a month. Yeah, it's like a month where I could have been doing something productive as opposed yeah. to killing barbarians. exactly 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Playing. I, I could have like, you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to become a master. Not yeah. an expert, but a master at yeah. any given skills. So, I mean, I'm only a tenth of the way there. Right. I, I could have I could have learned to paint or uh, learned a language, but instead, I, you know... Another fun fact about, speaking of, of being coming a master, another fun fact about Civ was Civ 4 was actually how I learned who Lech Wałęsa is, who is uh, the Polish, uh, former president oh. of Poland, as <laughs> yeah. well as the leader of the Solidarność or Solidarity movement, uh, where um, Poland came out of communism in the 80s. Um and the way I learned it was, like, I had a really good Civ game, and then I, like, finished. I, like, actually got to the ending, and I was, like, they were, like, you have reached the level of, and I was, like, who's Lech Waleza? And my wife, who's Polish, was, like, oh, Lech Walesa? Like, well, you don't know about Lech Walesa? What are you talking about? And, uh, what so kind anyway. of barbarian are you? Yeah, and I was not, I was not, ex- I was not, um... I was not prepared for that because my wife is not a history buff. Yeah. But she was just like, oh, duh. Um, anyway. Uh, so wait, so so tell me a little bit about this expansion that came out last year. Yeah, so uh, Civ Five's had a bunch of expansions, but most Civ Five um, nut jobs, like yours truly, 
uh, really feel that it, I mean, it, it had its issues. It still has its issues, right? If you get into a huge map and you have a bunch of workers or anything set to automatic, the AI pathing is just so expensive. It can take five to 10 minutes for it to compute the end of a round. Um, but in terms of gameplay mechanics, the latest expansion, Gods and Kings, really um, kind of ba- finally balanced the game properly so that uh-huh. you could take a variety of tacks. I mean, there was sort of like two or three winning strategies prior to Gods and Kings, but now um, with the complexities that religion allows, the religion mechanic allows, mm-hmm. um, you can really do a lot of things that you could have done pretty easily in Civ Five, like have a civilization that actually spans the globe um Uh the happiness mechanic what is designed to sort of force you into not just being a military genius every single time you play land grabber yeah yeah um so the more cities you get the harder it is to keep your empire together basically people get unhappy and then of course they're already unhappy if you've been taking them over from other people so you get caught in like an unhappiness situation so you can tweak some stuff with religion to make that happen also religion lets you do a lot of things in terms of culture and um uh, diplomacy takeovers that work mm-hmm. really well. Uh, Do people, by the way, play? I was just this just came up because uh, Helen. Uh, uh, I was just chatting with her about um, your erstwhile co-host. Yeah, well, we don't have to make a big deal out of that. Um, well, I mean, I just heard she was better than me. So. She was, um, but uh, but she she actually she was asking because she she was familiar. She had heard of the game, but she wasn't familiar with it, and we were talking about it, and. I was differentiating it from some other games, and sh- I said that it was a sm- usually a single single player game. Is that true? Do people play Civ? I've never played Civ against anyone. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can. Right? Most of the play time I've had is single player. Yeah, I've which is been weird though, right? To one or two events like... where it's multiplayer. Uh-huh. Oh, and... I guess that the reason that multiplayer would be crazy, right, is because you'd all have to be sitting in front of your computer. Yeah. Taking your turns. Yeah, it. I mean, because it's turn-based, it makes... Like, even a game I play against a computer, you know, could take several hours because I play the really long time spans. Right, so. no, totally. I mean, that's that's one of the things I said. I It was like, this is like an 8 to 10 hour... Yeah. Know. I mean, I don't really know because I usually play in multiple sittings, but, but I would think... Well, maybe it's like a four-hour game or something. Yeah. I mean, if you put it on the super short timeline, even, it's still like an hour long. And yeah. The person has to eat, like, you basically have to gear up to sit and wait while someone else makes decisions, you know? Right. Um, so. So, yeah. So, it's that could be fun a or player game. Oh, by the <laughs> way, I opened up my Steam. Uh, 365. 360. Exactly. So, in a calendar year, I've only spent an hour a day playing. That's not that bad. Yeah. I mean... You know, you definitely slept more than that. You probably have eaten more than that. Yeah. And you said you were at what, 1,000 uh, or? 1,065. 1,065. Oh, so I'm basically exactly a third of you. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, a I, third of anything is me. Uh, yeah. So, so, so together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Together. I mean, the other way to think about it is like the billable hour requirements, like as an attorney. <laughs> like. Have we done a years of bill of billable hour requirements? No, between the two of us. Between the two of us, depends on the firm. For for me, uh, I would just barely have hit my utilization target. Uh, I'm a I'm a consultant, so I have I have like a fifty something percent target for each year. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So, um, 
Anything else? Oh, and so then the last thing we'll say about Civ is, uh, I guess you were doing some research, and it seems like they've got that six is in the pipe. There are some rumors, although I haven't been able to find anything besides fans talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, though the other part of that is, I guess Civ Five was announced in February and released in September of 2010. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very quick anyway um so it's still possible but i don't know i kind of i begin to doubt that yeah so everybody is postulating based on the release schedule for xcom 2 which for access made and a few mm-hmm. other games like uh beyond earth came out two years ago that we're looking right about this summer for a release but i don't i don't really know um how likely that is at this point yeah so i don't i don't think i'd put any money on it i wouldn't make a vegas bet yeah, well, you 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 know it was the big thing. Now that I sorry, I'm feeling like I'm jumping around, but the 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 other big thing about um, the big thing about Civ Five that was important that was good was that you can't stack enemies or stack war warriors, right? Yeah, because that yeah. was crazy in Civ Four where you'd be in these battles with like 300. Yeah, guys I mean, on each side. I I suppose there should have been a limit, but also like the hex tiles are supposed to be big enough to fit an entire city in. So how many units could you fit? They're, bata- they're battalions, Forrest. They represent battalions. How many battalions? So, like, if you were to field all the U.S. Army, you could probably fit it into the same landmass as New York City. Well, you know what? Thebes and Washington, D.C. didn't exist at the same time either. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so enough about that. Uh, what else is going on? I've been... I, have you made any progress on The Witness? I had, uh, a, I had a good no, run. Kind of stalled out, yeah. Do you know about this? Since we're when we are the we are the, one of our selling points as a show is we are the the witness spoiler special <laughs> where we spoil everything on the witness. Do you know about the boat? I just found the boat. I found the boat, but I wasn't able to get on it. Oh yeah, man, get on that boat and you can just go around the island into all these sorts of cool places. Like it's like a oh no, yeah. I haven't found that. And boat. there's a map in the boat. Oh. Yeah, so there's this boat. Oh wow. yeah. Oh no, not the not the shipwrecked boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There's like a boat. If you go out on the dock, you can find a boat. Oh. And then and then there's a map of the island, and you can just like there's there's like six or seven different docks that you can just pop to and just oh. go. So I popped to one That's dock and bad. I ended up in this treehouse thing, and I've been up in this treehouse doing I, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I wasn't able to unlock the treehouse yet either. But I probably now that I say that I probably haven't uh, gone back now that I know a few more the puzzle mechanics mm-hmm. I'm lost on so I'm, in, I'm stuck in the treehouse on a couple of puzzle, puzzle mechanics there's some orange stuff that I'm not too clear huh. on there's a lot of stars oh um, yeah no I, I definitely the stars are, are screwing me up so but it's but it's cool because it, it's I, I'm back in one of those spots where we were talking about where I got kind of like I was kind of pumping through t- puzzles and that was really keeping me going yeah. and then I got to the more kind of like conceptual puzzles where you have to really sort of step back and think about it and that's when i kind of got more like slow paced yeah the treehouse is much more like you're you're back you know you're still learning but it's like you know you're doing puzzle after puzzle and so that kind of brought me back in for a couple more hours well i think you might have re-peaked my interest yeah i had kind of stalled out i'd kind of gotten to the point where i was like well i don't know how much more time i want to put into this yeah well and the other thing is what now that i'm on the boat if once i get sick of the treehouse i'm just gonna get back on the boat see what else you know what i mean try to try a new zone so that'll be a good thing because i was kind of yeah i was getting a little bit bogged down in that 
Um, what else is going on? There's a couple other things on my mind, but you were talking about uh, SC2. I've been playing a lot of Fallout. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I still haven't cracked it open yet, and I, I, you know, it's weird. So I stalled out on Vet New Vegas. Like I played Fallout Three like all the way through, like really, like where I was like, you know, like it was like Nick, you got to go to bed, and I was like, <laughs> no, I'm playing Fallout. Yeah. Three. Did I say two? Three. Right. Um, and then New Vegas, I kind of stalled out. But I think, I don't know if New Vegas, I know a lot of people who, like, I love Fallout and haven't even played New Vegas. I mean, New Vegas was the one I played, but, you know, I, uh, it's, that's definitely, Fallout is definitely designed to just ruin my life. Like, I'll, I'll play that. Yeah. And not, like, finish the story for months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't really gotten that far in the story for Fallout 4 yet, but I probably have 100 hours in, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'd have to look it up. But Are you building anything? Uh, I've got... Building any cities, any forts? Every city that I can unlock is fully fortified, and they're all in a giant supply chain together. Um, none of my... None of my outposts are below fifty percent happiness, and most of them are above seventy. But it's kind of hard to keep it up. Yeah, they need a lot of. I mean, those people—they're really needy. It's like you provide this beacon of light and civilization, and then they still want paintings and everything else. Oh, really? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I don't really know that much about this mechanic. Is it valuable? Like, are you getting a lot out of it, or is it just uh, kind of like if you want to mm, build, you can build, and if you don't, you don't? It's kind of one of those. If you want to build, you can build. Although it. Uh, it was really good in the early game because I was just like grinding through levels. Whenever you build something, you ah, get as much XP gotcha. as killing yeah, something. Yeah, the whole so, XP thing. Yeah, so that was cool. Also, um, it makes it a lot easier to keep all my gear upgraded because I don't have to. I mean, you have the fast travel, but um, I've just been dropping a workshop like all the the weapon bench and the armor bench and every. Mm-hmm. In every, uh, I guess, outpost. I don't. I don't mm. even know that they have names. They probably do, and I just forgot it. But uh, anyway, I don't have to walk that far. Uh, I I tend not to fast travel, so I can still kill things as I walk along and harvest bushes and stuff like that. So, which is probably why it takes me so long to finish those games. Yeah, it is a weird thing with the. Good to see you, man. We've got a lot of a lot of stuff going. Visitors. On today. I know my. Yeah, my child's, my buddy's in town, a lot of people. And, oh, Lizzie's in, you know, I just said goodbye yeah. to Lizzie of Tough Signals. Yeah. We played the BFF night on Thursday. Were you there? No. No? Yeah. I, got, I got a baby. Yeah, That's yeah. my excuse. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a fun night, but it was definitely a little sloppy, so I think <laughs> you probably made out better yeah. in, the, in the whole bargain uh the they were excellent uh but the rest of us in the crowd were getting a little uh little rowdy that's how it goes down and pops sometimes i mean um, can't fight it so yeah so i will have to how about get... you what are you looking at buying are, are there any new games you got your eyes on well so i was telling you before the show so i just got into half-life yeah oh, and yeah. that's really fun and i'm really into it like i'm really excited about it and i'm i'm like using so I, this is kind of like maybe the way i'm gonna play games from ne- like like that from now on because i i was talking i think i was talking to you about how like i've been going back through these like classic games that i've never played and sometimes like i'll op- load them up and i'll be like this looks old yeah i don't know if i want to play it 
Um, so I'm I've got like a walkthrough web page open. So if I get stuck where I just like, oh you lost, don't have to like beat your head against it. Yeah, I just pop it over to the thing, and I've used it I think two or three times so far. And I'm on I'm like pretty far along, so like it's pretty good where I, I can just kinda like go through and but I don't I don't get stuck or whatever. Uh, but but that's awesome and like sort of I I love for the same reason I like Fallout, which is like just like the point of view of that world yeah, yeah. is like so awesome. The sort of politics like inherent in the worldview that would cre- cause you to create. Like the idea of like incompetent pretentious scientists like it's such like such an interesting idea to explore yeah yeah um i still don't know that much about like and also i mean one of the other things is like i know nothing about this game which is so great because like i'm sure other people are like how do you know nothing you know it's like i feel like i've been siloed um but like i still have a lot to learn about like who i am like i don't know anything about who my character is oh really well yeah because like i just showed up to work and then they told me to you know, but I'm sure that as time goes by, I'm going to learn more, and then now I'm going to play Half-Life 2, which is supposed to be, like, probably an order of magnitude better of a game. Uh, well... Or not. I, I mean, I'd put them on the same level. The graphics are much better. Right. Um, but the story in the first one, I thought, was a little more... I mean, it does have the, as you said, kind of the weird sci-fi tropes, but... Um, the story I thought was a little bit more interesting than the than the second one. The second one is cool though. There's some some pretty cool stuff, and they they throw in a few things that are kind of just like a little Jar Jar Binksy, but oh really? That's um, good. But anyway, so I've been playing that. I've been playing um, the Witness, um, and then just Hearthstone and stuff. There's an interesting thing happening with Hearthstone where they announced standard mode. Hmm. Which is did you did have I talked to you about this? You, you talked play? about it briefly on one of the shows, yeah. yeah where yeah. Um, it's to try to try to get people into more of a competition mindset. Yeah, and they're getting out. They're getting rid of some of the some of the cards. Yeah, like which is something I guess that happened in Magic: The Gathering, where yeah, they, yeah, they so, so that's that's happening. Um, that's something that's exciting, but also just like I think that game is in a great place right now. Also. Um, uh, do the Ben Brode, who's the lead designer on Hearthstone, has been streaming a lot over the last week, yeah. which is awesome. He yeah. o- he opened up a brand new account, um, and like so he has like none of the cards, and he just like showed up at rank twenty five and just started playing, <laughs> um, and but he like designed all the cards, and yeah. um, and so that's been really fun to watch. Um, in terms of new stuff, there's a game that actually I want to play. That we, I think we, we, you would probably really like. Have you heard of this game called Tharsis? Yes. I want. I want to check that game out. What did I hear about out. it? Is that the one where you go to Mars? It's space related, and there's dice involved. Yeah, actually, I've totally heard about it, and I looked it up, um, but I haven't played it yet. We should play that and see if we want to do a show on that. I. It just looks awesome. There's blood on dice, which is like a great combination. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I know enough about it that I could describe the mechanic. It's a uh, it's a roguelike where you're trying to get to Mars, mm-hmm. um, and it is absolutely brutal. Uh, things go wrong all the time. Right. It's kind of like one of these things where like everything is going wrong in your spaceship and you're just trying to kind of plug the holes. Or, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. And if you get a bad roll, then, in, or if you, so if you run out of supplies and your crew turns to cannibalism, the dice are blood-soaked from that oh, point on. And that, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested in playing that for sure. Speaking of roguelikes, I guess it was just Darkest Dungeon that I was playing. I was just thinking again about this, like, we were talking last time about this, like, punishing thing. Yeah. About how, like, this is, like, the new... um, There's just, like, this... Not the... There's definitely a subset of games right now where, like, part of the fun is supposed to be, or, like, one of the sort of selling points of the game is that it, like, wrecks you. Um, and I guess, like, XCOM, I think, from... I haven't played either of the XCOMs, but that's the way people talk They're about They're pretty brutal. Yeah. I think I've only ever beat... I mean, I played a lot of XCOM when I was younger, and I think I've only ever beat, like, ten games out of the... I'd mm-hmm. guess, like, a thousand across XCOM, Terror from the Deep, you know the new XCOM. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's okay. I beat the new XCOM, um, but the thing is, I didn't want to play it again after that. Wait, wait. What's that? What, what do you mean by the new XCOM? So the original XCOM came out in like ninety-three. Ninety-three. Yeah, like eighties yeah. or nineties. The they started. So they had XCOM one, two, three. They started a new one. Actually, it came out in England. Ah, so it was wait. called UFO Defense or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just rebooted it like a year, two years ago. Gotcha. So a Fire X is like XCOM one, yeah. that, like that came out. A couple yeah. Years ago. So I played that one through and beat it, um, and I had a lot of fun. But also, like once I beat it, I was like, okay, like I've had enough of that game. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of I'm interested in XCOM 2 I'd play it for sure but I think that's one where I'm just going to wait to get it in a bundle or something Mm -hmm. or when I don't have anything more interesting to do I've heard there's a lot of bugs with the new new right yeah you mentioned that and so it's kind of like maybe give it a little while to sort that out I haven't heard that I've heard you know I've been listening to stuff where people are talking about it I haven't heard about the bugs but doesn't mean they're not there man I got um uh adware like oh yeah uh pwned um this week like a couple of days ago i got this thing called dns unlocker on my have you heard have you seen that yeah um and it was like so every time you'd open a website it would open like a sidebar and it would be like other other cool stuff on the web for you to check out like check out this article and uh and it was all in my all of my browsers, and I had to download. And of course, it's tough, right? Because a, you're downloading stuff um, while trying to navigate all these pop-ups that are happening, and then b, you're trying to uh, you're trying to distinguish between ad, between ad actual things. So I'm like googling CNET to try and get to CNET, yeah. so I can get the actual software but then i'm like wait is this a fake website that they just took me to you know um and uh i I like i like uninstalled chrome i open up explorer and they're like why did you uninstall chrome like was it because of bugs and then they're like why don't you buy this software for bugs and i was like oh my god i um but anyway i think i got through it Thanks, thank God for people on the internet that uh, so, write, write store or write articles on how to get rid of malware. Since the subtext of this show is training you to become elite hacks, or you should definitely look look up Privacy Badger. It's uh-huh. by the EFF, um, and get an ad blocker. I use uBlock. Yeah, so I got something. Well, but I don't know if I want an ad blocker. Isn't there a moral discussion to be had? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't. <laughs> uh, so many of your favorite sites are supported by ads, but 
in their desperation to continue with a model that no one likes they resort to worse and worse ads that eventually put you in the place where you have DNS unlocker. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how, how it showed up on my computer. I'm assuming, I'm thinking it came with like some, I've been, I like downloaded some Twitch like add-ons okay, and stuff. Yeah. I think that's probably where it came from. But it's also just funny, like, it's yeah, I funny, mean, yeah. You can't even, uh, so that whole, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to say I truly believe that that's going to just be a blip in the history of the internet, but it probably won't be. Right. Uh, at uh, the like business model, yeah, ad supported business models for the the internet. Um, right, but there's a difference between advertising and like malware. Yeah, I just think it's a slippery slope, right? Because the malware all comes from this idea, like you install Firefox and then they can put Yahoo as your homepage on everything if you're not actually watching right. every single step of the process. Right. I mean, yes. So the way to do that, yeah. I mean, like, yes, that's not... Ex- well, what? He's giving me this big I'm, shrug. I'm making faces like, at him. You're like, well, so if you're going to allow Super Bowl ads, then you have to allow a Yahoo toolbar to be emblazoned on your face at all times. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's the same. It's that same mindset. And I understand, man. We all got to eat, but it's... A, like it, the trying to rely on moralistic arguments for you doing things the wrong way isn't going to hold a whole lot of weight with me because I'm a huge nerd. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> it's like the whole like but, but you like can't, playing a thirty second ad before a video is not doing things the wrong way. No, but causing a page to load. 3,000 times slower because your ad network sucks is doing things the wrong way. Well, but that's... Uh, see, you're getting into that territory of being like, well, if it doesn't work perfectly, then I have no responsibility to... I don't I don't think that there's any problem with that territory. <laughs> My personal philosophy allows You're like, I'm not getting into that, that territory. I live in that territory. Yeah. All right. Well, we've gotten uh, on... That on way that lies time. anarchy. What's that? That way lies anarchy. No, it's that entitled, like, uh, nerd thing where you're like, well, I hacked this laundry machine where I don't pay for it and I do my laundry. I hacked this uh, long-distance carrier where I don't pay for my long-distance. And it's like, well, yeah, you're just, like, not... Yeah, but for stuff. Then the other, well, the other question too is like, I gotta hack BFF so I don't have to pay my dues. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can. There is a way to do it. I can tell. I can talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's no one is actually in the right. I think in most of those conversations. All right. Um, I'd much rather just give someone five dollars and be done with it. <laughs> oh no, totally. Well, and Twitch actually has like a good model. So, because they are, they have pre-roll advertising, but they have this partnership model, right? Where you can subscribe for five dollars. You can subscribe to any single broadcaster, and they get that money, like a a good chunk of that money. I'm sure they get at least three dollars of that money. But that still means like Twitch. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they get four ninety-five. But yeah. Twitch can take a cut of that and support itself and actually have less advertising. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, we pay for the Hulu Pro, which the only difference is that you don't get ads. So Hulu has been pissing me off lately because they do, like I ha- I pay for Hulu, but they don't like. So I'll like go to Hulu and be like, and it'll be like, "Welcome, Nick." 
but then it'll still ask me to subscribe and I have mm. to like it's like I have to like figure out how to sign in because it's like uh, yeah. it's, I'm like half signed in yeah it's a pain in my ass well, so that's an issue. So that's so I think I, if you want to hack Hulu, I'm fully in support. Well, I mean, I could show you how to set up a program that would automatically download your favorite shows off of Pirate Bay as soon as they come out. But yeah, and the entire entertainment business can just go f itself. I mean, yeah, that too. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, like yeah, I definitely watched like three seasons of Game of Thrones illegally. So you know, I can relate to kids like you. Um, yeah. But that's because I was in London. They wouldn't let me buy them. I'm an American citizen. I'm allowed to watch Game of Thrones. See, it doesn't matter where I'm living. I mean, at the this time. is this is my whole thing. Like, so much of that is just built around a business model. Like, it's it's harder for them to just come to terms with the fact that the world is now a global marketplace, and you know, come to straightforward agreements. Although, you know, of course, then it's like, well, why don't you support the TPP? <laughs> You know, um, that becomes a very difficult conversation very quickly as well, because you need those sort of global agreements in order for all this other ridiculous BS about region locking to go away. Well, yeah, we could go. We could do a whole show on the law. We're definitely over. Yeah, and we have no point. What's coming up? We're going to do the Firewatch, hopefully with a celebrity guest, one of the developers of Firewatch. uh, We're going to have in uh, to talk about that. Um, We've got... A couple of other sort of story games. It's funny, so we were thinking, there's a specific story game we're thinking about doing. I've also, like, I need to catch up on Life is Strange at some point. My wife mm. and I Yeah, played, I keep hearing really good things yeah, about Yeah, my it, wife I and I played, it. like, the first, pretty much the first chapter of that, and we really enjoyed it, but, like, you know, I feel like she just would she doesn't she didn't enjoy it as much as she enjoys the bachelor but she did enjoy it (laughs) so hopefully we can get back in that um and some of those more story games and then uh yeah i should figure out i i got one of those uh nvidia shield tvs i should figure out which one of those i can play on the tv and we can get amanda station manager amanda in to give her insight into because she's she likes video games. She actually watched me play, uh, was it Brotherhood of something, Kane? It was the one where he was a, like a vampire, but he was like the Kane from the Kane and Abel story. Anyway, she watched me play through an entire video game once and said it was actually a lot of fun. So yeah. she's kind of an outsider, but I feel like she can appreciate it if if it's actually not just male power fantasies. Oh, yeah, those are tight, though. I mean, I'm a man. I definitely enjoy them. You just gotta get some power fantasies. Oh, there's one more thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, we don't have art beat today, so you know, screw it. Okay. Um, but uh, last thing, so I was watching front page of Twitch today. Um, they were pl- there was a, co- a tournament going on for Pokemon, which yeah. I have never seen before. I thought it was well, I didn't know what it was, but and I don't know. I'm sure there are different Pokemon games, but this is this Pokemon where you're like in an arena and there's hmm. like two pokemon on each side 
and they're like looking at each other. They're like they're like fighting each other. It's like a turn based. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking it's about? Probably. Does it look like Game Boy graphics? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so, like color. And so like, that one was like huge, huge way back in the day, and like people were. It was before digital downloads were on any platform. People were fighting over like they released limited edition versions of the cartridges, uh-huh. and if you got the Pokemon, I, I'm gonna. There's probably a million nerds out there who would. Uh, shout me down an instant but it, I think it was like the Pokemon Red cartridge gave you some sort of boost to uh-huh. it was like some sort of boost to your earth based Pokemon that like would and you could you could link your Game Boys together and uh, Pokemon that like your friend had trained could like cross over into the worlds mm-hmm. of your Pokemon um, but yeah, so Twitch Plays Pokemon was the first one of those like crowd-based video games uh-huh. that was on Twitch where um, you would just like input commands and whoever voted the most that command was taken. But. Yeah, but this was like this was like regional regional tournament or whatever, and yeah. this guy with like commentators and the whole deal. Wow! And yeah. it was like these guys. It was fun to watch. I had no idea what was happening. These guys are like such nerds. Like they yeah. make like they like they like watching them. You're like those are the kids that like the CS:GO kids like beat up in high school. <laughs> like they they are like they were and they were like and not to say that they were like there was anything wrong with them like they looked like cool dudes but like you know the kind of dudes with like big sideburns yeah, and like yeah. you know just like super nerdy dudes and they were just like so. You know, like, they were just, like, taking it really seriously. Um, there's, like, all these kind of different attacks you can do. It's all very much about, like, anticipating your the opponent's next move. Yeah. But then there's this also this other thing which I sort of started to pick up on, which is, like, this training thing you were talking about, which is not... It seems like... So is the idea that you don't come in with the, necessarily on an even playing field with everyone based on your previous... Your collection, kind yeah, of? Yeah, so I don't really know how the tournament stuff is done, but the idea behind the whole game is you're a little boy who has these special, like, like Ghostbuster containment pods, but they capture monsters. Right. So Pokemon is short for Pocket Monster, which is kind of gross, but whatever. So you capture these monsters out in the in the world, yeah. and you suck them into these containment balls. And then in order to capture other monsters, you have to get them weak. And what you do is you take out these monsters that you've already captured before and trained to be savage killers uh-huh. <laughs> and release them on the monsters that you're trying to capture. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you you can mutate them and you can train them in certain attacks and stuff but as far as i remember i i never played any of pokemon stuff i was too old it came out when i was in college and so i you know it was really thought of at the time as a kids game but of course like everybody knows it now um but it, it kind of has that sort of rock paper scissors vibe to it like uh-huh. Uh, there's like electricity Pokemon and air Pokemon and fire Pokemon. And you have to like balance the powers to uh, to um, conquer the monster properly. So there's a little bit of strategy in terms of like what you release, um, which monster you pick to fight. But there's yeah, a lot of like I like there's a lot of the training up monsters and right getting the right stats. It's a big bad world out there, man. There's a lot. I'll have to watch that though. I'm. It was really fun. I mean, and, you know, it was it was definitely fun to just um, 
you know, to just sort of like, I mean, so much of that stuff with those gaming communities is just getting like a little peek into a world of yeah. people where yeah. you're just like, oh my god, yeah, like this is a whole different thing. Yeah, I just didn't know anything about. There's also like, uh, and I won't go into it, but I've heard some really great stories about speedrunning stuff that's been going on. There's, uh, I watched a, um, I watched the speedrun of New Vegas two and a half minutes. <laughs> they uh it doesn't include they were using a uh sort of an exploit where if you quick save and quick load uh-huh. it skips through the conversations uh-huh. and the so the only thing they cut out of the entire thing was the um the loading screen uh-huh. so it you know probably overall was maybe like an eight minute run yeah but starting from when you wake up all the way through to like the very end of of the story. Uh, there's definitely a lot of spoilers because you beat the whole game, but um, yeah, it was it was really impressive. I really like speed runs because they tend to find all the exploits. Right, right. Like uh, there was a really interesting speed run of Psychonauts where they had the double fine guys um, sit down in a room and then they brought in the speed runner mm-hmm. and um, he starts talking about all the stuff he's doing. And they start talking because a lot of the speed run relies on various exploits or like really technical knowledge of what the game engine's trying yeah. to do. Like, um, you know, a lot of quests are location based, but they may be dialogue based. So you have to know whether you just need to like figure out a way to get to the very end of whatever the maze is, mm-hmm. um, or you need to figure out like, do I need to have this object and talk to this person right. to trigger the quest? Uh, but it was really fascinating, really interesting. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll email it to you. Yeah, speed runs would be a very good topic. Yeah, I need to look into that stuff more. There's some stuff about like even like just like some of the Mario stuff that's supposed to be just insane, where they just like break levels, where they like break through walls and stuff. Cause yeah. They just know. Yeah, the Psychonauts one was cool because within the first thirty seconds, he says, "Okay, now." this is really going to kill you, but um, there's a way, once you get good at it, you can time the jumping animation to actually fly. Mm-hmm. So you, like, jump up in the air, and you, like, break the animation, and then you jump again, right. and you can just, like, basically infinitely jump up right. uh, and go wherever you want. And so that, that allowed him to uh, to basically skip a bunch of the, the stuff that was, like, you have to get to this specific point, right. or... Uh, there are a few places where he knew a trick where you could just like clip through the wall to get to right. the other side. So right. like a locked door didn't matter anymore. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. It's crazy stuff, man. Um, all right. Well, thanks uh, for uh, joining me, and um, good to catch up on some of this stuff. So I don't have it uh, lingering. And some some good ideas for the future. Do we need to to make this part of the formatics? Do we need to like do this once a month or once a quarter? A catch up episode? Yeah. yeah, I think we need a gimmick for it. So we'll we'll brainstorm on that. All right. Um, all right. Well, you're tuned to the beat on BFF.fm. Uh, we'll be here. I'll be here until 6 p.m. Um, I got a plenty of jams lined up. Uh, this is Sync Tapes on your BFF. Rising shines days your day. Big winners don't walk away. To get a cap, just the time for showing that Good luck charms uncountable, winners are illegible Scratch the one and scratch the two, this one might be up to you Don't close your eyes
I was, uh, I think I've spent the last 10 years of my life shortchanging the dictators because I just thought that they were one of those bands that, like, it was important to know about so that you could brag on. You could be like, the Ramones didn't invent punk rock, you know, there was the dictators. It's certainly why I bought all their records. But, uh... Then you start realizing that songs that you may have not even realized that were theirs uh, have crept into your um, consciousness. I can't, I, I'm still nervous even talking about this because I'm like, I was looking online to see if that was by somebody else today, but that's a great song. It's called Stay With Me by The Dictators off of their 1978 album Blood Brothers. Uh, before that, Ordinary Girls uh, by English Singles. Don't know when they're coming out with a record, but it can't come soon enough. Uh, they're on the Slumberland record label. Uh, before that, uh, Sportique, If You Ever Changed Your Mind, off of their 10-inch record, Black is a Very Popular Color. Uh, the Steinbecks did a song called Are You Guys Into Wings Part 2. Uh, song by a band called Pedal. I don't know that much about this band, but I just bought I just bought their record. It's called Shame. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a really good record. It's kind of throwbacky. It's on Run For Cover Records, which is like a emo-y punk record label. Um, but uh, put out that... Um, I think they also put out some uh, Level Up stuff, which is like a 90s grunge band that I play a lot on my show. So they're obviously mo uh, moving in a different direction as a label. I was talking to my friend Lizzie, who we mentioned later, or earlier, of Tough Signals, uh, show on BFF, uh, about she, was t she, she has a lot more knowledge of the indie, I mean of the emo, world than I do for what it's worth um, for better or worse I guess is what I mean to say um, but she uh, she was saying a lot of the, the old emo labels are now putting out a lot of this sort of 90s grunge related stuff that's coming out these days um, which definitely fits here as well as uh, Top Shelf Records put out this uh, album I've been listening to a lot by a band called Rap Boys that I really like Anyway, uh, before that was Sync Tapes with Haskell Heavy Hitters. Uh, you're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. We've just got a few more lined up for you, so um, stay tuned. Uh, this song is by a band called Maximo Park. Uh, the song is called Girls Who Play Guitar, and you're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM.
gaps between words are the things that really intrigue me. It's the gasps and the sighs that say more about what's inside you. We used to cover on a high horse every time. We used to talk about boys with missing spines. It's Just led to boredom You've lived your life With your mouth wide open A thousand dreams. I 
things up here on the beat on bff.fm it has been a pleasure as always thank you very much for tuning in thank you for listening to bff uh yeah we got uh we did a little uh yum yums there that was come on come on uh before that the crumbs did a song called ain't holding back uh before that i'm getting brushing up on my young fresh fellows I've been kind of on a Young Fresh Fellows kick anyway, and then turns out they are playing Burger Boogaloo this year, which is probably the only music festival I have gone to in the last five years, and I've gone like three or four times, um, because it's fantastic. Uh, a lot of... I haven't seen too many of my faves on the... on the, um lineup this year but uh definitely still worth uh checking out i'm excited to see terry and louie um i've been uh i've liked their music a lot those are um two of the guys who used to be in the exploding hearts that have been putting out music recently young fresh fellas is gonna be tight 
Um, there's just like some huge bands that would be fun to see. Uh, the real kids are playing in some iteration. Um, gosh, I should pull it up actually. I don't even know. But uh, well, there's plenty of time to talk about that because I don't think it's happening until like June or July. Uh, but I got my tickets anyway. Uh, before that, uh, so that that was the song called "The Telephone Tree" by Young Fresh Fellows. Before that, Psychotic Youth, "Girls Out of Reach," and uh, Maximo Park started us off. Um, we're just wrapping it up, so I will see you guys next week. Um, and let's see, I'll leave you with some. Uh, Similar jams. You know this record? It's a band from the 80s or something uh, from Ireland called Protex. uh, And they had one record and it recently got released. I don't know. I'm sure it came out in some iteration at the time, but very, um, very much not uh, widely released at the time. But now everybody gets to jam out. So this one's called Smile and Say Goodbye. Thanks for tuning into the beat on BFF.fm. Bye.